0: You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture and all things related to it. New episodes are released daily. For more information, check out glossahouse.com and subscribe to our channels on Spotify and YouTube. Welcome and enjoy. Hello. this is Dr. Jennifer Noonan and welcome to this week's SLA Insight. I'm continuing our discussion of comprehensible input uh, which is necessary for language acquisition but again may not be sufficient. We've talked about how um, students have limited attentional resources and limited working memory so we want to manipulate input to help students notice and um, take in target items in the input, things they might miss otherwise, or perhaps just to enhance or to speed up the acquisition process by getting them to focus on specific things in the input. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about input enhancement as a means of increasing the quality of comprehensible input. This episode, I'm going to talk about input flood. Now, input flood, first, I wanna talk about what it is not. It sounds like it means lots of input. That would be immersion, um, which we talked about several episodes ago when we talked about uh, increasing the quantity of comprehensible input. So this is not an increase in quantity, just generally of, of comprehensible input. What it is, in the words of Karen Madliner, input that is flooded quote, contains massive amounts of exemplars in inst- instantiating a select target construction, end quote. So in other words, the input is flooded with examples of the target structure. So we're talking about a high density of target structures in the input. And again, the goal is to draw attention to the target structure, make it more likely that the student is going to derive intake from that input, which will allow them to process, further process it and hopefully acquire the new structure. So what I'm going to do here is show you an example of a written text that has input flood. It's a Hebrew text from Deuteronomy 6, where you see a number of examples of, of infinitive construct preceded by a b in a preposition and a pronominal suffix at the end, functioning as a temporal clause, when you blah, 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 whatever it is. Now I've also added some highlighting so you can see it. So these are also an example of uh, input enhancement, but you can see this text is already flooded with this particular grammatical form. And so this would be a great way to introduce your students to this particular form, or as an example to work with in class, to create an activity around it, um, that kind of a thing. So that's one example of an input flood, Uh, a brief example, and of course you can find longer ones. The problem though, is that we end up We don't always have such nice (laughs) examples in the text. Um, You may need to create your own by manipulating the written input, writing your own text, or for an auditory example, create an in-class activity that requires the students to hear or read the target structure multiple times, preferably in multiple situations. Again, I said hear and read because we're talking about input. We're not asking the students to produce the forms. You're gonna to need to find a way to create this activity where they hear it and read it. Once they've learned it, acquired it, been exposed to it, then you might start doing an activity that may ask them to produce this form. But first off, they have to work with it in the context of hearing or reading it um, so that they can acquire it. So these are examples of input flood where the input is flooded with the target structure. So in conclusion, comprehensible input may be necessary for acquisition, but it is not sufficient and students may not automatically notice the new forms in the comprehensible input they're receiving. So input flood is just one approach for manipulating the input to draw attention to that target structure, whatever it is. Now, in the next upcoming episodes, I'm going to discuss a last approach for increasing the quality of comprehensible input. It's called structured input, and it, it's in the context of what a, uh, an, a teaching approach called processing instruction. So I'm actually going to take several episodes to work through that whole um, teaching approach, and within it... Are the structured input activities, which are um, how you would manipulate the input to increase the quality of comprehensible input. So I hope you can join me for these upcoming episodes. Have a great week. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.